Well, good afternoon. Welcome to our second hour on this glorious day for talk radio. It is a great one. Uh, Of course, that could be diminished somewhat if Michael Moore fulfills his promise to move to Canada if Donald Trump does whatever he was on about. How many celebrities have threatened to do that? My goodness. uh, And we don't have border security as it is in southwestern Quebec. Could we really forestall this inundation from American celebrities who are disaffected by whatever Trump is up to? Uh, On that note, let's bring in a guy who's across the border stateside mark stein our uh, best friend and international best-selling author host of the mark stein show mark how you doing this afternoon hey i'm, I'm doing great john i just outside my window i'm just south of the quebec border and uh i i thought that was the uh the the mythical memphrey which was the loch ness like sea monster <laughs> in lake memphremagog uh <laughs> on the quebec border but in fact uh i think that's michael moore swimming <laughs> for the quebec side he's coming to get you okay yeah, <laughs> he's going to have a he's going to have a ward in Toronto all to himself. Well, that's that, right. That Judge Bellababa says this is this is what it's going to take. Now we're going to have a twenty sixth ward just for Michael Moore, and that's uh, that'll be the compromise solution. A ward unto himself. All right, mm-hmm. and they'll have to fight over the spoils of the other twenty four. But this was mm-hmm. the big ruling today, the stay that. Uh, was announced by the Court of Appeal. And this is my question to you. Effectively, I mean, Bella Baba seems to have gotten it wrong initially. The Superior Court judge's ruling was deemed dubious by the Court of Appeal. That's a pretty stinging indictment. Uh, so what was it, a slapdown of an activist judge here? Yeah, it was unanimous. And I think there's no doubt. They, they're, there's a whole kind of judicial solidarity among judges, which can be annoying. They really don't like to slap each other down. Uh, and and so when these three guys, in their polite way, uh, actually explain that to this guy wh- how he got it wrong, that's actually quite something. I mean, he did get it wrong. He basically says it's an infringement of your free speech rights if a citizen who had a vote in one of 47 constituencies suddenly only has a vote in one of 25. So in other words, if you if you wanted to have even more free speech rights on this guy's reasoning, we could have like 200 different constituencies. Uh, and uh, the more constituent, I mean, it's a stupid argument because obviously uh, you can, if you're, it doesn't matter what you are, if you're a socialist and you win one out of 200 uh, ridings, then the other guys have 199. Uh, if you're a socialist and you win one out of 25 ridings, the other guys have 24. It's got nothing to do. A citizen's vote is the same throughout the city, whether there's 25, 50, uh, or 40 million constituencies. It makes no difference. It was a stupid, illiterate argument. And the whole argument about uh, about led, uh, the right to vote uh, anyway in conflating free speech and voting rights is the the voting rights in that charter. I'm not a big fan of this stupid old charter, uh, but the, the, the voting rights only apply to the federal and provincial legislatures anyway. Right, uh, which is something else that he got wrong. And uh, yeah. what he perceived as being unfair was, you know, changing the rules middle, middle of the election. But the court says, however, unfairness alone does not establish a charter breach. Uh, no. no, well, the, the, the towns exist uh, at the discretion of the province. I mean, in, in Quebec, uh, they're always merging towns. It's the, the Quebec government likes to merge towns all the time. So if you're tootling uh, along in rural Quebec 
and you'll see a sign saying, uh, now entering Gas Bay. And you think, oh, that's great. I'm five minutes out of Gas Bay. I'll stop uh, and I'll get some poutine at the next uh, joint. And you're driving. You're then driving through like uh, 120 miles of nothing because uh, Quebec has merged uh, a whole bunch of towns into one town. Uh, so, you know, that's that's the that's the that's the uh, the that's how power operates. Power descends in the Canadian system uh, from the top down. And if you don't like that, then, uh, you know, you've got to actually overturn the entire system. And I don't think this one judge is in a position to do that. Well, yeah. And there's somebody calling still for uh, this to be taken to the Supreme Court, uh, I guess, over the right not to be inconvenienced. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Stein is the right, the right not to be. If it's the right not to be inconvenienced, Canada is finished. I'll tell you this as another Quebec thing. Uh, I, I remember the first time I went to get a driver's license in Quebec. I think I was eighteen or something, and I get to the Quebec, uh, the uh, regie, uh, the, uh, the 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 building uh, where they um, have the uh, have the whole thing, and I walk in the door, <laughs> and they give me a number. And uh, and the number is three, and I think, oh, that's great. Uh, I'm I'm third in line for the thing, and I'm sitting there, and I think this is super efficient. Uh, then they call number three, and I go into the next room, and in fact, three <laughs> is just the number they call to give you the next line to go into, where they handed me a ticket for number 497. So I went in when I was, whatever I was, uh, 17, 18, and I came out with my driver's license when I was 23. So if there is a constitutional right not to be inconvenienced, I wish I'd known that. <laughs> right. Of course, they would have invoked the notwithstanding clause, and there you go again yeah again yeah, with exactly. mark, mark stein i'm glad though you can remember back to your teen years because that sort of becomes central to a hotly contested issue stateside as you know with judge cavan on the hearings answer me this can a single untested accusation taint his legitimacy for the position of supreme court justice no this is outrageous and it's actually tied to the ontario thing in the sense that this is what happens when you have activist judges, the judiciary becomes politicized. So it becomes just an it becomes, in effect, like a municipal election and you get the same kind of dirty tricks. This lady, whatever happened on whatever night it was, and she can't rely. She thinks it was the summer of 1982, but she says she's not actually sure of the year. So it might be the summer of 1981. 1985, 1983, 1979, it's somewhere in that ballpark. Mm. The, the somewhere, you, you know, just after the end of disco. That's, that's <laughs> somewhere, that's what she's pinned it down to in historical eras. Mm. And, and uh, she cannot say where this happened, um, and she cannot say when it happened. And uh, by her own uh, account, she has no explanation for how she came to be in whatever house this was in, Uh, And she has no explanation as to how she got home. You can't take that to any police department in the United States or Canada and get them to investigate it. And then she says, oh, no, I'm not going to testify about it uh, until the FBI have conducted a thorough investigation. Well, for a start, it's not the FBI's jurisdiction any more than the Ontario election is the FBI's jurisdiction. It's the Maryland uh, state, uh, uh, the, the, the state of Maryland that has jurisdiction. And secondly, the first thing, you can't go in 
to any police department, even the Sorete du Quebec. You can't go in there and say, oh, I've got an accusation. I think I was, uh, I, I was uh, assaulted in uh, fourth grade. Could you investigate it? The first thing they say is, well, yeah, sure, but can we talk to you about it? So if you say, I'm not going to talk about it until the investigation's complete, hmm. no one would take that. I mean, this is actually, uh, this is a setup. This is disgusting. This is, this is actually, uh, re- makes politics impossible. And, it's, and, and these two things, the particular viciousness of the politics and the politicization of the judiciary. That's why, to tie it all back to the Charter, that's why the Charter is a stupid idea. God bless the notwithstanding clause. If you believe in parliamentary supremacy rather than rule by judges, uh, everyone ought to uh, wake up in the morning and kiss the notwithstanding clause. Yeah, but what does this uh, whole episode say about the stakes and the culture war? That's really what is at the nub of it, right? Yes, I think that's I think that's true. There, there. The, the the argument is that this judge, uh, if if uh, abortion cases happen to come up in in uh, in front of him, would rule a particular way. And actually, I don't even know that from some of the stuff he's said. I'm anti-abortion, and he, some of his stuff is quite wobbly. But the answer to that is that's important to the left because it gets its victories through the courts. And as we've seen again with this Ontario judge, that's fundamentally unfair. It's essentially saying elections don't matter. You can elect uh, every once in a while. You can elect a conservative politician. But don't worry about it, folks, uh, because the the courts will strike down anything he wants to do. These issues uh, belong in the public domain. They belong uh, to the people's votes and they belong to the representatives of the people in Parliament. Again, with Mark Stein international best-selling author. I've got to ask about this uh, Leona Alislev crossing the floor from the Liberals to the Conservatives, uh, you know, where some of us have surmised this. She might be the canary in the coal mine, so to speak, uh, indicating that, uh, well, if coal mines are still allowed to operate. That's the point. That, uh, <laughs> you know, certain even Liberals have lost faith in Justin Trudeau to protect the interests of the middle class. Uh, do you think that there's, uh, or am I imputing too much into this? Well, I, I don't I think that if you're saying that they're all going to be stampeding across <laughs> the floor, I don't I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's true. But I think increasingly people understand uh, that 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 Justin Trudeau is just what some of us said he was uh, 10 years ago. If you were looking for, you know, a high school drama teacher, he seems a pleasant enough young fellow and all the rest of it. But the idea that this this guy is serious uh, is is I think now known even by liberal supporters. I think in that sense he's a busted flush. Everyone's sicker. I mean, uh, it was cute for a bit. The uh, the ra- the uh, whatever it was, the gay socks at the Ramadan parade or the Ramadan socks at the gay parade. I can't remember. Maybe mm. he did both. But they, it's, that was like cute for a bit. Uh, as you know, I liked it when he toured India as a Bollywood bridesmaid. I don't <laughs> think uh, no no. I don't believe any Canadian prime minister has toured. Uh, Canada has toured India as a Bollywood pri- uh, bridesmaid since um, I think if I if I remember my Canadian prime ministers I think Sir Mackenzie Bowell uh, was the last <laughs> Canadian prime minister to tour India as a Bollywood bridesmaid that was all kind of cute um, but what else is there and it's the what else that I think whether we, whether you're talking about the Michael Moore and uh, crossing uh, the Quebec border disguised as a Syrian refugee. Uh, <laughs> Whether you're talking about that or any of the other issues, 
the shallowness of this guy uh, is is basically now staring everybody in the face, and that's that's the issue. Well, and to your question, what else? There's nothing else. We're done. <laughs> A fine soliloquy it was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, I was warming to my theme. It's like I, I don't want to give the impression he turns me on as a Bollywood bridesmaid <laughs> or anything like that. I just hope for more sake he's not swimming across men from Magog. It's moose hunting season. You know, some people have got their tags in Quebec. This could get very, very unfortunate. Yeah, no, 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 I know. There, there she blows. <laughs> Fair enough, Mark. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Okay, talk to you next time. Yep, Mark Stein, international best-selling author and host of The Mark Stein Show.